Hi, and welcome to School is Possible. I'm Sarah, and you can find me on Instagram at Sarah Funky. And I'm Maxim. You can find me online at Maxim K. Maxim, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just really looking forward to getting outside to do some outdoor activities here soon. <laughs> Me too. You know, I'm a skater actually, and I haven't been able to go outside too much because of this quarantine. So I'm really excited about today's guest. Yeah, yeah. Today we're chatting with Brett Conti, founder of Fortune New York, a clothing and skate company that's grown as a brand to include more than 40 stores throughout eight different countries. In their first year, a percentage of their annual proceeds went to Toys for Tots. They raise money for the homeless in New York City and they're always looking for ways to give back to their community. Brett, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm happy to do this and it keeps me busy while I'm here in my apartment. I hear you, right? We're all looking for something to do. So that's why I wanted to talk to you. You know, like we've been friends for a while. We're both YouTubers. We're both entrepreneurs. Um, I'd love to hear more about Fortune New York. I actually don't really know much about it. I know a lot about your YouTube channel though. So could you tell us a little bit about Fortune New York? Yeah, you know, I kind of live dual lives where I have my YouTube career and everything with social media and then also my skateboard and clothing company. And I do intertwine them a bit where I'll, I'll sometimes talk about it on my YouTube channel and I actually do plan to do more of that in the near future. But the company does take up so much of my daily time, like all morning today was based around the company. And yeah, I mean, we make skateboards, we make clothing as far as like socks, jackets, sweaters, t-shirts, hats, all that stuff we sell online. And then also in like small mom and pop shops, even uh, Zoomies, which is a huge retailer here in America. Actually, one thing that you might not know about me is that I'm a skater as well. Yeah, we're gonna have to hit the skate park. I know, right? We've never talked about this. So I'm very excited to learn more about how you started this. So let's talk about, let's go back in time, right? You came up with this concept in college, I believe, and now it's developed into something much, much more. So what was your idea for Fortune Clothing? Was there a moment for you when you realized, I'm going to start this company? Yeah, I mean, I've always been very entrepreneurial. I always wanted to be my own boss. Yeah. I mean, as a little kid, like elementary school, like what I wanted to be when I was older, I wasn't even being a wise ass, even though I was one. <laughs> I would say, I want to be a professional Brett. Wow. <laughs> and now I can go back to those teachers Tell them what I do. And that's exactly what I would describe my, my career. So I, you know, make YouTube videos about my life, my travels, even my business. But the, the clothing did start when I was in college. I got hurt skateboarding and I couldn't even walk. I tore a ligament in my ankle. What happened? Honestly, you get hurt on the easiest things because you're not thinking, you're not careful. Mm. But I was just like dorking around, having fun with a friend who's skateboarding uh, around New York and then just like messed up on something and my, my ankle just kind of went like that. Ugh. I was like telling myself like mind over matter. I can still skateboard like that didn't hurt that much and uh, skated on it for a couple more days. And then it just like two days later just blew up. Oh no. Yeah. And at that moment you had been planning on pursuing skating as a career, right? So was this really devastating to you? How did you feel when you had that happen? Um, so yeah, this was like when it happened, I was in my prime, like had sponsors from like Red Bull, Nike, like what? yeah, I was doing contests all throughout the country, like missing school all the time to, to compete and also film video parts. And that's amazing, Brad. Do you have videos of you skating and doing these incredible tricks? I did half pipes, street. So yeah, if you type in Brett Conti skateboarding on YouTube, you can get, get a sneak peek of what I used to do. I've seen some of your skating and it's very impressive, but I didn't know you were at Red Bull level, like with that type of sponsorship. 
yeah, so it was like pretty serious. And then when I got hurt, I didn't know how severe that injury was going to be. Like I've never broken a bone, knock on wood. So I've never like been out of commission for a long period of time. And this was the first time it happened. And unfortunately it was a long time. Like it was like six months before I could even start really skateboarding again. Wow. And I think it's just in me to be productive and always like doing something. So I went to school for business mm-hmm. and I was probably the only kid in my business school with a sewing machine. <laughs> I was so bored. So I was like, all right, like, I guess I'm going to like learn to sew because I had all this fabric and I was always intrigued by making different clothing and making it myself. So I started just making like pocket t-shirts. I was making hats from scratch. I was just making anything I could. Where did you learn to sew? Most people don't just know how to sew. I mean, I can't sew with a single item. Even when I was like in high school, I like to wear like slimmer pants and I would custom hem my pants to like fit exactly how I want. What? Always so intrigued by like having my clothes fit exactly how I wanted. So I knew sewing machine and also my grandfather was president of a textile company. So he always like taught me about fabrics and like which ones are good, which ones were garbage and just like how patterns work. Wow. Did he teach you to sew? He knew how to sew and his father was like the tailor to the stars. He made wedding dresses. He made so many amazing things when he came over from Italy. So it's always like been in my blood, I guess, to, to get into that. Yeah, sounds like it. And so you came up with this concept of Fortune New York, started making t-shirts, beanies, all different types of items. At first, it wasn't a brand. At first, it was just, I'm making this stuff, and then I sold it. Where did you start selling first? Just the kids on my college campus and like friends through skateboarding. Was it all word of mouth, or did you have a website at this point? I had a website, and then also just word of mouth on campus. And then when I was like, all right, I should turn this into a brand. Like I'm starting to make some money with it, even though that wasn't even like my goal at first. And then I remember I was riding the subway from my college dorm room, like downtown. And I, it was during the winter and there were just so many homeless individuals on the subway. Yeah. Like sparked this idea. I was like, wait, what happens if I can like sell these clothes I'm making and give back to these people? And that's where fortune came from. And then, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the name fortune, because there's a really interesting story associated with that. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Just wanting to get back to the less fortunate. And also, I just thought it was a cool name. It sounds cool. It certainly sounds cool. There's an association with the word fortune. And I think the fact that you use it to give back to the less fortunate is, is really inspiring. Yeah. What did it feel when you fulfilled that first order? The first order, I guess I made it myself. So it like was like, okay, this is cool. I have to now go and spend an hour to sew this item. <laughs> but it was definitely satisfying and I just really saw like the future and I think even the first time we sent an order to Zoomies um, I shipped it out of my mom's garage by myself and I remember like I think I teared because they give you a deadline on when you can ship it and it was the night before like the day I had and I was not going to get it the next day and I had to email them saying like hey I'm sorry I need like a couple more days to fulfill this order because I had a like they send you the price tags pretty much then you have to put them on yourself for zooming you went and put them on all individually I was even sewing on like neck labels but then after that I figured out you know we shed thousands of SKUs and I don't even see it yeah and I think that's really the dream that most entrepreneurs are trying to achieve it's have a business where you can run from Bali while you're just sitting on the beach yeah enjoying your life or making an epic YouTube video about your life in Bali epic video in Bali about how you're running your business and you have some videos on Bali by the way so if anyone wants to go to Bali which is my personal favorite location 
then check out Brett's channel. <laughs> so you didn't just stay with Fortune Clothing, though. You, you transitioned to a second company, which is Fortune Skate. And your business partner is um, Manny Santiago, who is a big-time professional skater. Um, so tell us about that whole thing. How did you transition from a clothing brand to a skating brand and then connect with Manny? Yeah. So like I said, I was huge into skateboarding, doing all these contests. This was like 10 years ago now, like high school, I started doing them. And a lot of the people I competed with ended up becoming huge pros. And one of them being Manny Santiago. So I've known him since he was technically an amateur. And we just always clicked. He's very entrepreneurial. He's very driven, very into like health and just like building stuff and has a few other companies. So we were uh, hanging out in New York a couple days in a row and he just like spitted out the idea just saying hey we should start fortune skateboards and i was like yeah that'd be cool next day we meet up again and he's like hey i got like these board graphic ideas i'm like wait you're serious like <laughs> if he throws out an idea he's gonna follow up on it so the next day he already had ideas for graphics did he design them or did he connect with someone yeah he also does design work as well so even a lot of like his pro models he wants to still design his own pro models wow and when you say pro model what does that mean exactly i i have an idea but i just want to make sure yeah yeah i guess i should uh clarify so a pro model is if you're a pro skateboarder that means you have your name on a skateboard oh so we need like a brett conti one even though you're not a pro skateboarder <laughs> <laughs> so all the pro skateboarders have their own styled boards. Exactly. So we release like just normal fortune ones and then there's pro models as well. Gotcha. So do you partner with pro skaters to create their own um, pro models then? You don't like partner just one time. Like the people are part of the team. So we have a, a skate team of pro skateboarders and even amateurs that will hopefully turn pro in the future. Okay. So like more of like a family. How do you find these people? I obviously with the pro skaters, you've seen them, but for the more amateur level ones. Yeah, I guess it's just like more word of mouth and with social media now. Speaking of social media, Brett, let's talk about your whole second life, yes. your whole YouTuber presence. I know the power of YouTube and I know how much it can elevate a brand. How have you found that YouTube has impacted your life and maybe how has it impacted fortune as well? Yeah, I mean impacts my life so much and I definitely say for the better. Yeah. I, I love YouTube so much. It's one of those things that like I would do even if I had to pay for it. But of course I get paid to do it, which is very nice. But as far as even uh, building my own brand and getting to work with other brands or tourism boards or licensing footage that I've created, but then to even promote fortune through it. So even more recently, like when I don't maybe have a sponsor for a video I'm making, I will just shout out fortune and that will be the unofficial sponsor of the video and still able to make a good profit just in case the the adsense from youtube might not be great from that video totally and that's the frustrating part about youtube you just never know what the adsense will be for any video it's so confusing right it's like one video will get a really high cpm and then the other video that you think it will do well it doesn't it's just very confusing mm -hmm. and i love the way you integrate fortune into your videos as well it's not very salesy it's so seamless and it, it talks so much about your lifestyle. And it's really, it's, it's, it's like Brett and then Fortune are one. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do more of in the future and even create more content around it because when I first started the channel, it used to all be around just like me moving to New York in this tiny seven bedroom apartment in Chinatown with random people trying to get my company to like 
become successful so I can make a living off of it. But those are the sacrifices you have to take, you know? Yeah, and I wanted to document that. And that's how the channel exactly started. If you go back to like my first videos, it was me just trying to ship fortune orders and grow it into more stores. And then in the middle, I kind of stopped doing that. I felt like I was too much of a salesman. Mm -hmm. Now people are like, we want more videos about fortune and being an entrepreneur and like, you know, everything you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's cool that people actually want to even see that those type of videos. Well, now that we're all stuck at home, it's a great opportunity to make videos like that and tell your story. Speaking of telling your story though, you did have to make a lot of sacrifices to get to the points that you're at today. So can you talk a little bit about that? I know that um, New York is a harsh city in some ways, very expensive. You have to live in small spaces, uh, live with many roommates. Just talk about the challenges that you've had to overcome, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was more, I went to college and got a finance and marketing degree. I was president of the senior class and had a great GPA. And I feel like all my friends who I would hang out with were very smart and they were going to get their jobs. And when they would ask me what I'm going to do, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like try and like turn that little sewing business I started into like a legit company. And they're all like, okay, man, like, have fun with that. Like, I'm going to be making a lot of money in finance. Have a fun time with your sewing hobby. <laughs> and I also interned for Morgan Stanley and was potentially going to go work for them full time, which a couple of my friends ended up doing. And I steered away from that and went this direction. So I guess just there's definitely the opportunity cost of making good money. And then also for like the first two years out of school, like I wouldn't say I was broke, but I definitely didn't have much income. I feel your pain. <laughs> I'm so appreciative of those years and just like the value of like hard-earned money. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I read in an interview that you did with In The Know, uh, you led with this really interesting quote where you said, I didn't just want to be a robot. And that sounds kind of exactly like what you were just talking about. So can you explain what that means and how it pertains to your journey as an entrepreneur or with Fortune Clothing and Fortune Skate? Yeah, totally. Because when I was doing the internship, this was before the Wolf of Wall Street came out. Mm. Like a higher up guy came in like on one of my first days and he was just like giving me the lowdown. And he told me, he's like, you're going to make 500 phone calls a day and like, don't pick up your head until you do. And that's exactly what I had to do was just cold call every single day trying to set up seminars. So that just made me feel like I, I wasn't doing anything challenging. I wasn't doing anything to like push myself. I just felt like automated computers dialing a phone. And Yeah, there was no, you had no um, passion in what you were doing. And I think so much of your life, there's so much passion in everything single thing you do. I mean, if you just watch one of his videos, I swear, like, you'll see what I mean. You put so much detail and so much thought into go into everything. And just picking up a phone call, and making cold calls, that's hard for someone as creative as you are that can ha have a vision and actually achieve that vision. I don't think I've ever said this publicly, but I'm not going to lie. When I was doing that internship and like it was around lunchtime and I already made some phone calls, I would be on the computer at work and I was learning how to code websites, making the first ever fortune website. Wow, yes. There's no freaking way I'm meant for this like finance life. Like I'm gonna figure out how to make my company work. So I was like learning how to build a website from scratch. So you were doing two jobs at once in a way. You had to do the sacrifice of getting that internship to gain experience in the real world. <laughs> but what your real dream is to build fortune, to build something that you would be proud of, that you would love to say, like, this is what I made. Like hustling on the side to get your dream launched while, you know, going through the day-to-day -day grind. <laughs> exactly. I think whenever anyone starts any type of company, 
you are kind of doing two jobs at once because there's no quick moment where you go from working a full-time job to running a successful business. It's, it's not possible. There's a, there's a transitionary period there. And that transitionary period can be very stressful. Brett, from your experience, what was that like transitioning from your internship to making your business succeed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just such like the make or break point of like true entrepreneurs and who has the, the passion and drive to overcome that and become successful in it. Yeah. I just remember like having no money in my bank account, seeing all my friends from college going out partying, going on dates in Chinatown for like five bucks. It's about your personality. It's fine. Exactly. (laughs) That is what gives me the confidence now to know that I can overcome so much more. Like even when I think about my future and being an entrepreneur that, you know, there is no security. And I feel like if I got through that, I have nothing to worry about. And And it just gives me that confidence to just feel like I can do anything. To try anything. Right. I completely agree. So is there anything that you learned along the way that you wish you knew when you first started? I'm sure there are some things. Yeah. (laughs) For me, there certainly are. (laughs) Totally. Um, Let's see. I feel like I wish I understood, even though I did study finance, cash flow better. Mm. Not that I ever had problems with like debt or anything, but one of the hardest things with starting Fortune was trying to fulfill orders because we started selling to pretty big retailers kind of early on maybe after like two years of the business. That's great. Yeah. So once I graduated school and was taking it more seriously, I was like, how am I going to take this to the next level and scale? And that was to get into more retailers. And once we started doing that was when I would have to pay pretty much 90 days before I got paid from the retailer for the products. Oh, that's hard. So that was like the toughest part to like try and figure out because there would be like a two month period where I had zero dollars and the next month I would have a decent amount of money. <laughs> So then like I figured out like the best way to, to make sure that there was enough money in the bank account to run ads and do stuff like that. Yeah, that definitely is a learning process, especially when there's inventory involved. I'm so impressed that you went in, went that route. I get to thank, I think, my YouTube channel for that because then the YouTube channel started making money. There was a couple of years where I didn't take even like a penny out of Fortune's account because I was like making money on YouTube. So it like really kind of saved it having that second source of like consistent good income. Yeah. And that's the importance of diversifying your income streams too, because especially when you're starting a business off, if you start with uh, several different income streams that you can grow, Mm -hmm. it helps when one of them is slower. And then when they're all good, then you're like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally. So it definitely sounds like YouTube was sort of like a very much a saving grace for like funding and getting your business starting. So for other entrepreneurs out there who want to have either like a YouTube channel or a strong social media presence, what kind of tips do you recommend for them? I feel like when I started doing YouTube, it was a couple of years ago and it was like before the wave hit of like everyone wanting to do it. So I think getting early was like how I think I helped get into it. But even now I still think it's unsaturated and I still think that there's so many niches to get into that people can dominate in. But I guess the best tip is, be as organic and just like make videos that help people, but also showcase your personality so people subscribe and stick around. A hundred percent. I won't post a video if it's not something that like is on brand with me and something that like represents me. I'm not just trying to help people. I want to like have a fun time creating it too. Yeah. And you create really interesting videos too. I love how you incorporate storytelling so much into it. It's not just about providing value. For example, you just posted a video about uh, your apartment. Which, by the way, congrats. It has like 300,000 views in a week. Um, and I, th- I love how you started out with, um, you went to Gramercy Park and had this whole, 
you know, vibe where you're pretending that you're a millionaire or something. Yeah, sometimes I just like joking around. And with that video to have a key to Gramercy Park, you need to pay like so much money every year. And- well, you did psych me out for a moment because the, first off, you guys, uh, for those listening, the video is titled My $6,000 New York Apartment. So I was like, hold up. <laughs> Brad has a $6,000 New York apartment. And then you watch the first 30 seconds and he's talking about how he, how he lives in Gramercy Park and how he has the key and like being a millionaire. And then he's like, just kidding. You made me sound like a con artist right there, but there's more to the video. I would say that it's not a con artist. It's a good hook. And as a writer, a good hook is everything. Let me tell you. <laughs> she knows writing better than anyone. She's always fixing my terrible writing skills. So thank you, Maxim. <laughs> so let's get back to Fortune a little bit. Okay. What's next for them? What's next for your business? Yeah, I think incorporating it more in my videos and creating content around that, they're going to definitely be going like side by side and going together as far as not doing sponsored videos with like other brands but focusing on just being able to do it through fortune just because people do want to support their favorite creator so doing more of that just releasing more products doing more skateboards building the team um i guess getting into more stores once stores are open again i know right how has covid19 impacted fortune is it similar to how other businesses have been impacted yeah i guess so like we deal with some big retailers that we sent stuff right before they all shut down and then um, they're definitely haven't paid yet. So luckily I don't think any of them are going out of business. So hopefully it's. Are you doing anything to pivot to try and keep your brand relevant? Yeah. I mean, we're doing stuff online and then like I've been doing like in like my past few videos have promoting it more in the videos and like the online sales have skyrocketed. That's good. Yeah. Like it's still totally fine. Like I've not been impacted like most other businesses because our overhead is so low. Right. And that's so key, by the way, having low overhead. Yeah. So uh, you're such a successful entrepreneur and social media mastermind. Um, What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone that might be interested in either of those categories? Yeah, I think the whole thing of what I said earlier about how I would pay to be doing these things is so crucial. Love what you do. Yeah, if you love what you do, if you're willing to do it without pay, then you will become successful in it. It just might take a different amount of time for each individual. For me, it took maybe a year or two after school to like start seeing like a little bit of money to like live in a seven bedroom in Chinatown. Yeah, that's a sacrifice right there. Was that the one where you had no windows or something? Yeah. But I was living the dream, fresh out of college. And now it worked out. Yeah. You have been so amazing throughout this whole interview. So I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we go? I think if you do want to be an entrepreneur and your own boss, that I think anyone has the potential to do it. But it's just if you have the the willpower to, to do it and overcome some of those hardships. It is definitely a challenge making your dreams come true. But I think you're a living example of making that happen, Brett. So it's been such a joy having you on the show. Thank you for joining us. And thank you everyone who's tuned in today. Now, if you want to learn more about Brett and Fortune New York, visit FortuneNY.com and check out his YouTube channel at Brett Conti. And that is all for this episode of School of Hustle. Keep up with all of our episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream and download podcasts. And if you like what you heard, please leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe to our show. We'll see you next time. Bye.